This is Daniel Blair. Let's take you down to the Moto X Pod podium. Man, I am super excited about this week's podium. Got an Olympian on the line, Mr. Connor Fields. What's up, dude? Hey, hey, how you doing, man? Doing great. Like it's you don't have any idea how excited I was to meet you in Vegas when you walked up and said hi. I was like, holy shit. Like, there's just something <laughs> about it, man. You're an Olympian. How freaking rad is that? Yeah, it's uh it's pretty cool. I mean, I when I was a kid I never kind of imagined that it would happen. Uh, BMX wasn't even in the Olympics when I started and right. it was added when I was thirteen or fourteen years old and so then all of a sudden that kind of became the dream. So it's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, well, congratulations on that. It's really awesome to have met you. But, man, we got you on the podium for your top three. Um, your your topic tonight is the most three most influential people in your career. Um, so let's start with number three and uh, tell us who it is and why. Yeah, so um, the I, guess I have to say the number one most influential person in my career um, would have to be my dad. And that's, you know, for a lot of reasons. Like, obviously, he's the one who was always around me, supporting me, getting me the races. But he was also a big source of inspiration for me. Um, and I didn't really recognize it until I got older, um, how hard he worked to kind of provide me with the opportunities that he provided me with. And just how much, um, you know, he did everything he could for me. Uh, you know, I think about it now. I think, you know, he used to drive me every weekend to different racetracks and to different races and stuff. And, you know, it was a lot of sacrifice on his part. And um, I would definitely say the number one most influential person for me is definitely my dad. And my mom was a big part of it as well. But right. um, my my dad was the one who was, you know, with me and traveling with me and all that. And, yeah, I think it's taken it, you know, me, me getting older to realize just how much he really put in everything. Yeah, it really does, because as a kid, you just take it kind of for granted. This is what we do, and, and and I think about, like, you know, my dad was in the military. He was gone a lot when he was at sea or whatever, but when he was home, you know, we would go to the races because he raced cars or, or what we'd go ride in the desert or whatever, and I think now, like, I look at how limited my time is, and, like, I don't see how he did it, you know? I mean, I, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess I'm pretty selfish, first of all. I've admitted that before, but it would be very difficult for me to give up, like, going to doing what I like to do if, say, my son was into something else. You know, if he was playing basketball and I had to take him to tournaments every weekend, I'd be like, well, well I want to go ride, though. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's really impressive, like, what your dad did, you know, and, and we don't think about that as a kid and what – you know, you you look back and you go, I wonder if that's really what he wanted to be doing. Oh yeah, I'm sure there was. Some, I mean, he loved it. Like, he enjoyed going and hanging out with his friends and, and the racing side of it as well. And I think, yeah. you know, most of all, most of all, I think he just enjoyed spending the time with me. But I'm sure there was plenty of Saturdays. You know, he just worked a, a five day work week, and he, he last thing he wanted to do on Saturday was get up at six a.m., drive three hours to California, and go watch, go watch me race in the dirt right. for a few hours. You know. So I just think about that, and, and you know, I, I don't have any kids yet. You know, I hope that I'm that kind of father, and I'll do whatever you know my kids want to do. But sure. Yeah, I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of respect for for him, and it's taken it. You know, me me growing up to kind of recognize just how yep. influential he was on me. That's awesome. Well, let's uh, let's move on to your number two, Connor. Um, and number two, it's a, it's kind of a broad answer. I don't know if you're gonna give, give give me credit for this one, but I would say my competitors. Awesome. Um. 
you know, over the years, uh, growing up, I wasn't an amateur phenom. I wasn't the highly touted kid. I was always kind of in the, the three to five range. Um, I was a bit smaller. I didn't grow until later. You're rich in our sport. We don't have engines. It's, it's all strength based. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for, for us, you know, when, when the young kids grow first, they're at a huge advantage. Um, so I was constantly having to try to figure out ways to beat my competitors growing up, uh, in other ways, you know, by outsmarting them or by being technically better. And then even as I've gone into the pro level, um, the, the level of competition just goes up, 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 up every year. I mean, as an Olympic sport, there's millions of dollars being dumped into research and uh, development for all these different countries to try to produce medals. And, um, just, I'm I'm constantly having to kind of learn new things and, and, you know, force myself to get better. And, um, I, I try to learn, you know, I have, I have respect for anybody that lines up in the gate just because I know how hard it is. And uh, I try to learn what I can from my competitors um, to try to get better. And they, they're, the, they're the ones that push me to get to the level that I'm at. You know, if I didn't have the, the stiff competitors, I wouldn't push myself day in, day out to try to win. Right. And uh, I think, you know, I think I have to give a little bit of credit to, to them for, for pushing me to this point as well. That shows a lot about your character that you're not just like, oh, I'm just a badass. That's just the way it is. Like you, you know, you, you give credit to those guys. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's really awesome. Um, yeah. Well, don't tell, don't tell them I'm giving them any credit. I don't want them to know. But. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it a secret. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome though. Let's, let's move on to number three. For decades, Acherbys has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. With research and development, they continue to be on the top step of the podium each year. With products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, Acherbys is what you need. Acherbys is the proud sponsor of Factory Red Bull KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and many more teams. If you're looking for full plastic kits, individual pieces, disc guards, chain guide sliders and blocks, frame guards, gear, or any other of the numerous products Acherbys offers, visit acherbysusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and Brian and the crew will take care of you. Make sure to let them know that the Moto X Pod show sent you. Who's your Who's your third most uh, influential uh, influential person? Um, yeah, so then I guess for me, uh, I've, I, I've had a lot of different athletes that I kind of respected and looked up to growing up. Um, and I, I look up to and respect different things about a lot of different athletes um, and all sorts of different sports. You know, a few of my favorites over the years are you know, I really like Kobe Bryant. Um, I really like Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps. But I think the number one athlete that I would say I'm a fan of uh, would be Tom Brady. Okay. And it, was, it wasn't until I watched his documentary, Tom vs. Time, um, until I really respected what he's done and what he's been able to do. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's a really cool documentary kind of talking about how at 43 years old, how, what he has to do to still compete at the highest level in the NFL. And the level to which he goes to to perform at, at his best is unbelievable. Like, there isn't a single decision made in his entire day that doesn't revolve around being a better football player. Like, it's insane. To, it's insane from everything he eats to his sleep to, um, you know, every, every single thing is yeah. all about him being better. And, it, it, it's nuts. And then when you actually stop and look at it and you see you know, six Super Bowls, uh, you know, and, and he's been to what, eight or nine Super Bowls and playing 
a lot of people say is the hardest position in sports. It's, uh, it's, it's really inspiring. And I'm not old. I'm 26 years old, but <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's inspirational knowing that like he's 20 years older than me and still competing at his highest level, which is just nuts to think about. Yeah. Well, I'm 43, about to be 44. And every day I wake up in pain and I rode Sunday and I was like, I don't know that I can keep doing this. Cause like, yeah, I just, yeah, because I don't live that way. I like to eat my ice cream and my candy bars and drink my Cokes. Um, yeah, and it does not – it takes a lot, man, of, of um, willpower and, uh, you know, just to do that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's that's cool. I have not seen that documentary. I will definitely check it out. I'll have to find it and watch that. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not a Patriots fan. Right. Uh, and I wasn't, you know – I wouldn't consider myself a Patriots fan now, but I can respect the hell out of anybody who goes to that length to win. Absolutely. Um, It's it's unbelievable. Well, you know, you talking about yourself a little bit ago about not always being the fastest guy, you know, in in like the, in the amateurs, I guess, in your youth kind of made me think of like a Ryan Dungey who was a B rider and, you know, not highly touted and then worked his ass off like like you're talking about Brady doing and did everything right and you know and was an amazing champion you know and he he worked his butt off to do that maybe didn't have the the elite talent i mean he he was extremely talented obviously but probably got a lot of his championships through working hard and determination and uh, uh, yeah that's that's pretty cool that i'll have to i'll definitely check that documentary out on Brady cuz that sounds cool i'd like to see it yeah, and then if you like that one, there's another really good one that ESPN did too that I watched after called um, the Brady Six, and it was uh, about the six quarterbacks. It was about Tom Brady, but it kind of was about the six quarterbacks that were drafted before him. Oh yeah, he yeah. Was pick, he was pick 199. Yep. And it kind of took you through his life story of no colleges wanted him. <laughs> he got through senior year in college, and they brought in a hot shot freshman who was meant to take over, and, and Tom had to compete for the job that he thought was his. And kind of like what you're saying, it it, it seems to be a common theme in all different sports, sure. you know, motocross, BMX, you know, football, anything. A lot of times the guys that end up being the greatest champions of them all weren't always the most highly touted amateurs. Yep. You know, sometimes it works out that way. But I would, I would say more often than not, the best of the best were always – in the shadows as, as a kid growing up. Um, yeah, you're right. You think Dungy, you think Villapoto to Alessi, you know, right, you right. think Cooper, Cooper Webb to Adamson, Cerullo, guys like that. You know, you, and in my sport, I can speak, you know, uh, none of the hotshot amateurs that were supposed to be the greatest of all time ended up being the greatest of all time. It was always the guys that were second place to them growing up. That's really interesting. Somebody should do like a full a study just on that and in, in sports in general, like why you know why that is. Maybe if you could get all these guys together and talk about just their their life and what, see if you could figure out you know if there's a a central reason. That's pretty interesting. Um, man, it's got me thinking about a lot of a lot of different athletes now. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Well, Connor, what do you have coming up, man? I mean, uh, I know you're you're training. Uh, all the time, and uh, I'm sure you have nationals coming up. Like, what's your sched- race schedule coming up? Yeah, we're actually about to get real busy. I have five uh, five events in the next seven weeks. Um, going to national this weekend for an event. Paris the week after that in France, and then I uh, got one in Chicago, Salt Lake City, Pittsburgh. Just is really ramping up. Summer's the busiest time for us racing. Yeah. Life. 
Um, so it's going to ramp up. And then everything gets kind of – because next year is the Olympics, so everything gets moved to the front half of next year. So we've got uh, 10 world qualifier events in the first half of next year that kind of determine whether or not you get to go to the Olympics. So come you know, January, we'll be in Australia. March, we'll be in Holland. Uh, April, we'll be in England kind of traveling all over, doing different events to try to qualify back and have another chance at the Olympics. That's awesome, man. I, I look forward to following your journey to the next Olympics and uh, hopefully another gold medal, man. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm going to follow it and keep up with you. And, uh, man, I'm proud of you, dude. You're awesome. And, hey, fly racing, you know, you can't beat that. Oh, yeah, I've been a fly guy since I was 11 years old. That's awesome, man. I've, I think I've been about four years now, but I'm – I'm with it forever, dude. Uh, with those guys, this is such a great company, and they help us out on the show. And just uh, JT and Max and all those guys are just, you know, second to none. Yeah, no, they're awesome guys for sure. Well, no, I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do this again sometime. Absolutely, and uh, you know, we're recording this the night before uh, the Pulpamex wrap up show that you're going to be involved with with your buddy Bryce. So we'll be recording that tomorrow night. Um, so I look forward to it, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow night, and we'll talk some Pulpamex. All right. Sounds like a plan. I'll speak to you then. Okay, Connor. Thanks, buddy. Have a good day. All right. You too.